Welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) And I need a back scratcher. We have an exciting podcast now. Oh, where's mine? You know, one of the things that makes us unique is the fact that we get these custom instruments, custom ukes from builders, mostly here on the islands, but also from all over the world. From the mainland, from you know, Canada, Australia, Japan, and today um, w- these come and go pretty fast often. So I thought we would uh, do this because we have what like nine mm-hmm. here now. So this is nine. They're all custom tenors. They're all fairly high end. So this is a good video for people looking for that ultimate tenor, and just to make it somewhat fair. We put them all with fluorocarbon strings and they're all with low G. So this is the high-end tenor shootout. (laughs) All right, so first up, um, somebody talk about this instrument. So we have a Ko'olau and uh, this is one of the CS models. This one has a cutaway on it. Beautiful. It appears to be a redwood top. Yeah, it's a very old growth redwood. And then we have Milo sheds in back. And ebony binding, the goto tuners that Koala puts on, and got the Florentine cutaway. Yeah, it's a Florentine cutaway, so it's actually no, like the sharper one. He told uh, me it was Bolivian rosewood. Oh, is it? No, 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 no it's, it's, it's Milo. <laughs> I don't think he would have said that. I think maybe Ryan was trolling me. Ryan, Ryan trolls everybody. <laughs> but Ryan's amazing. It does have the radius on there, so if you've never played a radius fingerboard these are very comfortable what does um, what radius do they use again so what do they 12? use on there 16 is it 12 it's a 12 yeah it's a 12 this is very Mi- beautiful milo's you know there's there's been times when noah hasn't had stock of it or it's been drying for periods of time it, he has some of it now it's it's like a real prized hawaiian wood you know oh, yeah. it's harder to find than almost any so i mean it, it's like the hawaiian rosewood right yeah and finding yeah. a good set of Milo is like, you know, it, there's there's so much of the tree that is sapwood and stuff like that. And guys like don't, you know, the quarter saw it, it, it can be a little bit difficult. But like, I think it's the first time I've seen it in that, a lot of times. that color. Yeah. It's really dark, right? Yeah. Isn't Milo normally lighter? Oh, turn it. Yeah, look at this. Oh, it is a little bit more on the rosewood shading than some Milo, but that's... You know, Milo was used for, like, the royal Hawaiian families back in the day Mm. for their, like, you know, bowls. And it was was, uh, the most prized wood. And most of it, I think, was lost um, back when they were burning the forest over Over the sandalwood? Yeah. Trying to get the sandalwood here. It's crazy. You know, we we don't get a lot from Noah, but when we do, it's a real treat. Oh, yeah. Well, um, as a... As a koala player myself, you know, I, I tend to like the way he can just bring clarity out of all the voices, you know, like, it's just so resonant. It's pretty comfortable fresh out of the case yeah. too, right? Oh, like, yeah. And you can just, like... Setup-wise, it's, you know, even the no, finish talk- quality and everything is... Yeah, I was talking to Billy today, and he was like, if only everybody could yeah. just give us 
instruments at this quality. Dude, just when job so easy. You know, there's some things that don't translate maybe in pictures and videos, but mm. there's such a clean quality to his lines. Ryan does the finishing and like I don't know anybody that finishes better than Ryan. Literally. Ryan Ryan yeah. is like Noah's anal retentive equivalent. You yeah. Know, it's pretty funny that they found each other, isn't yeah. it? All I knew about him when I'd come show up here to pick up instruments for Mike or something, I was like I just knew he was in a tool cover band. Oh, like, really? Oh, that's I, 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 I've known Ryan just as long as you have, and I never knew that about him. Oh, yeah, he sang, too. He was in, he, he was what? Oh, yeah. Man. I can't, I can't oh. picture Ryan cool singing. All I knew oh. about Ryan when he first came in was that he, he was, like, the, the builder for Pinkham Guitars. And oh, you Ron, knew of Pinkham Guitars? Yeah. You're such a gearhead, man. I'm, I'm like a gear slut, man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a gear slut. Just well, slut. I actually <laughs> spend a lot of time on gear sluts myself. The forum. But. Yeah, that's a I'm forum. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's what? Forum. All, All right. the gear you can think Dude, of. Dude, I've spent a that lot of time on there. Dude, just learning about preamps and mics and all that kind of Dude, stuff. Dude, it's it's like all of all the high end like sound equipment that you know used to record and stuff. It's, it's basically loud. like an ukulele underground for um for recording, recording. but <laughs> oh, just gear porn. But you porn. have like real recording engineers that go on there and share like really valuable information there's a whole section of it on room acoustics that like i spent a long time geeking out on all that stuff it's, and that's why it's been kept so tilt up and show this lovely uh pyramid structure any day head. any day it's just gonna destroy somebody oh yeah <laughs> no. sitting under there i feel right like down. i feel like what, what was it the da vinci code <laughs> I'm underneath the pyramid. <laughs> Andrew has a button. One day he's just going to be like, I'm tired of this. Boom. It's, it's out of my what? Five takes today on this sound sample? Well, not today. These heats are way too nice. Yeah. Not today. Wait till so you, I'm in right the take it out of here. Wait till Corey's sitting in there and then do it to him. Don't yeah. pass under the, without, a, without an instrument in your hands. So when I took this from Noah yesterday, I was like, um, asked him to give me in his own words his feelings on Redwood. Because, you know, this was a custom order. Um, this was for our friend Tim, who waited patiently for a long time for this. Oh, uh, Hanky. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, and we really appreciate people with a lot He's of patience. This one. Yeah. Worth it. Oh, Worth man, it. This is oh, like such sure. a beautiful instrument, too. It's like, man, and I, I my cool allows a redwood. So, I mean. Yeah. Really, so, really Noah was saying he feels like with it. redwood, it has the, um, warmth of cedar and the projection of spruce a little bit more you know mm. what about like stability like between um, the three well i don't ask uh, oh between the three yeah yeah you know as far as that goes um i don't think that should be a determining factor personally because all of my favorite builders pretty much have used cedars and redwoods. Oh, yeah. And we've sold so many guitars through the years. And I've seen hundreds, probably, of spruce tops crack because, you know, I, oh, yeah. I worked in a repair department for many years, too. And all of those old, like, Martin guitars with spruce tops, all, you know, they have oh, yeah. splits at Issues. some point in time. Um, you know, some builders build a little bit more on the edge. And Koalau doesn't exactly do that, but um, you know sometimes it can make for a really impressive projection right off the bat, mm. and you kind of accept that that there's more of a possibility of of issues. 
somebody like Calais is going to be like traveling around the world and his instrument's going to be subject to much more um, elements than your average person, you know? Then the guy that sits at home and, you know. But yeah. then again, there's if the guy lives yeah. by the beach, yeah. which Calais also does. So. Well, but also, too, is like for some people that, you know, that just sits at home and play, that could yeah. be a factor in why wood cracks, too. Yeah. Because it does, it can get really dry if you're not, you know, exposing it to the outside. That's the weather. other thing. Proper, proper humidification is essential if you're going to be playing an acoustic instrument. I mean, there's just no way around that. You have to keep a, a really good balance of humidity because anything will crack if you get it dry enough. Period. You know, just like it's it's one of those things that you just gotta you gotta really. If you value your instrument, you gotta really take care of it. And What's that kind of case uh, Chris Tilly has for his five hundred thousand dollar mandolin? It doesn't open; like it stays locked, unless the the outside humidity is. There. I have no idea. I've never even heard of that. Oh. that's pretty. Cr- that's crazy. What is that? It won't open the case. The case won't open unless it's like in a properly a, humidified yeah. area. So, no, that's a great idea. But that thing probably. Uh, I don't that know thing about probably that. costs like a. Well, I mean, that mandolin was $500,000. sounds oh, like go. the singularity, man. You the robots. A, you got a half no. a million dollars. You just want to play. You just, just want me play. It, it, like, malfunctions and it's not reading the humidity correctly. Well, I mean, if you had, like, Lock a your car keys in smiling, it. right? <laughs> Imagine this, like, you're on stage doing a show and then your case won't open up. Yeah. And, and you're uh, just like, hey, everyone, listen, um, I'm just going to stall time. Everybody can, just can't everybody everybody just dump some water on a paper towel and just up in the air. Oh, wait, wait, I can open it. Oh, okay, all right. Show right time. now, people are like, look, are Two we hours gonna later. listen to these instruments or no. what? <laughs> no, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to play them. We're, 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 we're sandbagging it because we don't... We don't yeah. I don't, I don't think you're ready for like this. Like before, these two guys. You're not ready. You're not ready for this jelly. Yeah. Man, you guys, like... Ooh, I wasn't ready. This ukulele is too bootylicious for you. Peanut butter jelly town. All right. Koalau CS Custom. It's like, I can it tell. reminds me of like when mine was new, you know, before like, <laughs> like there's a crispiness to the sound. It's a pop. Yeah. It's like a new skateboard pop, deck. It's got a yeah. pop to it. <laughs> but it literally required no effort to get sound yeah. out of it. There's like, I mean, you guys know me. I'm like, I'm, I'm like super worried about like scratching these tops. I can never play it the way I play on my own instrument on another instrument. And it just kind of came out of that thing without really having an effort. Oh, look at this. Look at that hive. Dude. Okay, so I got a story about this guy, okay? So this is back when, like, we started doing, we started, because we always had koala. And I never felt 
and and you know maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I never felt like Ko'olau could be considered like one of the K's because it was never like a um, they they were never mass produced. You know, it was it wasn't like a regular production line. I mean, you had no building everything, and so um, I never felt like it sat in there with the K's. And so I remember telling Andrew really early on that I wanted to like go and find some of these builders that you know was what I saw online and I would see their stuff and I remember seeing um Jake McClay his hive ukuleles and remembering him from when uh Mike brought in the Compass Rose ukuleles and Jake was a head builder for Compass Rose and I was always always impressed with his build quality and just the sound that he would evoke out of these instruments and I think um that's the right. Hornet models. Remember that stuff? Like you, so? You've formed I that relationship. I kind of forgot about that for us yeah. first. You were on the phone with him a lot. Yeah, I, I called him up. and Showing I just, me his website. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, we got to get this guy. I forgot man. he built for Compass Road. Yeah, and I, I remember I told him, I said. He basically was. And, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was he was the <laughs> he was, builder for them. But um, until you get hives in, in person, I mean, these instruments that he oh. built, you don't see how, like, he's one of the only people other than Noah that's super meticulous. Oh, dude. Every little edge of the finish and every, you know, aspect of his build. And he's developed kind of a, over, you know, at first it was a little bit more like, um, you know, takes on different custom mm -hmm. guitar builders, rosettes and different things like that. He's kind of developed his own style in this sub simplistic, elegant, um, tasteful design where um you know you see like that that rosette on the inside yeah, there and just the that inside lip he's got that piece of right. happening and he'll often side. use like bindings that are similar to the side but with purfling lines and Ooh. all of his miter joints are just right on yeah. point his his woodwork and that's the thing like a lot of these like like uh noah bonk of ko'olau um his woodwork is excellent so and there's a deep understanding of blue three from him oh, but yeah. um this is a 12 fret to body um, versus that the cola was 14 fret to body, and most of these are going to be 14. That puts uh, a little bit more warmth, oftentimes mm -hmm. putting the you know the bridge right in the center of the the belly there. But in terms of feel, anything you want to add? Yeah, well, I mean, I've always I've always really liked his necks. I do feel that the um, that when when I play his instrument, I know I'm, I'm feeling it, and I can I can feel that that's a quality instrument. You know, like there's there's no doubt you're playing it. If if you were to blindfold somebody and put this in their hands, they would not think it's a cheap instrument. You know, it, it's no, you can tell. There's a level yeah. of like elegance to yeah, it's, just, it's it's like a very um, I I don't know, I don't even know how to put it. But I do notice one thing that he changed. Remember when he first started sending us ukes? He was sending us, um, they had that really thick, um, the saddle. Mm -hmm. It was really, right. really big. And so you could, you could. there was a lot of room to intonate it forwards and backwards and stuff like that. But they always came in really, really cool because it's like 12 frets. So, you know, um, they were already good. But I noticed he's gone to a more traditional looking saddle now. And, um, that was one of the things I was saying to him early on. Like, why is this saddle so fat? But, I remember know. it being like, hmm, well, this is... It must have taken such an amount of work to do that, though. Because, I mean, you saw it, like, and it wasn't just fat. 
It was like it had those lines in it, and then it had the holes in it. Like I mean, you could tell he like spent time. Those yeah. Just like with the nut there, with the yeah. scalloping. That was a whole project. The scallop nut. You know, I mean, he he really, really, he. It's a very elegant instrument. All right, uh, so this one has, I think, Virginia or West West Virginia red spruce. Yeah. Which is uh, his hometown originally, but it's also got Claro. Claro Walnut, which is getting um, more from and the, more popular amongst guitar from the stuff. area that he was building there in Santa Cruz with um, Compass Rose stuff. I like to call it the mainland core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not far off from it, actually. The, it, the way the way they use it is pretty much the same thing. That really solid wood, you know. And uh, I like the way he puts the backplate on it too. It makes a more stable headstock, and and. It, just looks no it's just sandwiched in there it's nice yeah it just looks it looks awesome he's not throwing a bunch of flashy stuff on it it's just it's it's really tasteful the whole thing the way it's done even down to the markers like the fret markers are you know i like that too it's a circle with the inside yeah Yeah. the mini circle but i mean yeah you know some people like you know they're they're putting like purple lights under their cars and rims that like spin around and all that kind of jazz dude if you want I, I'll is... do it to your car too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me some green. Wasn't trying to call out. Uh, they got it at Walmart. Joel's pimp ride, but um, <laughs> but you know this is just like that sleek, elegant. You yeah, know, yeah, it's it's, it's classy. Like, it's like a Tesla. The <laughs> <laughs> Tesla. Well, and one thing too is like you know when you pick up a, you can tell that it's a good quality instrument when you when you pick it up. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I would like, have, you to have to say a blackbird. A just... blackbird equal as a as a Tesla. Oh, yeah, the modernization. Yeah. So this would be this would be like what? The, this is a this is a I don't know, like Ferrari? a Ferrari, a Rolls Royce. Well, you know, sound wise though, these are on par with everything with, with anything else, and the build quality, the lines are epic and stuff. But he doesn't go overboard. He doesn't like make. Um, he's not trying to make it about the look. He's trying to make it about the experience of the instrument, and that's what I feel is like when I hold it. It's this very. You know, it's a stable. Everything about it is stable. I, when I play it, I, I'm very comfortable holding the neck, and and it's a thick neck, but it's still oh, very yeah, it's comfortable. A, it's a bat, you know. But it's it's it's. I wouldn't super, call it a bat, but it well, definitely I mean, has this some way, girth to it. Yeah. This way, this way is like it's it's like everything else, but this way, and it sits in your in your hand just so nicely, you know. Got some girth it's brooks. Like, yeah, girth brooks up in here. Corey. I like that one. I, I don't know why I didn't think Girth. of it. <laughs> All right, so, let's take a listen. Yeah, so here, let's hear how it's... Oh, and there's a side port over here, which I'm a big fan of, because I have that in my Weimer, and I never knew I liked those things until Jeb put one in the side for mine, and like... It's, even the side port, it's not even a... Yeah. There's no binding on it, but fancy. it's just nice. But the look at are... look at the edges of it, right? Yeah. Like there's no sharp edges. It's no super... finish buildup. Yeah, yeah. So we get a lot clean. where people get fancy, but they just like don't clean I up very clean well. Gotta clean it up after. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like when you look inside of his instrument, if you look at that, like I mean, glue lines, everything. Yeah, no. I, think it, I think about it. Uh, he's Nothing. the Mercedes. Mm. There you go. That's it's a Mercedes. It'll be the Mercedes. This would be like the Mercedes up there. So. Um, but yeah, even like that back strip, like the um the lining on the inside, mm-hmm. it's like multi wood. Yeah, it's very attractive. Well, and the attention to detail that he gives too, like I mean, like I mean, look, even even the 
the bridge pins have that same theme that's going on in there. And even the side markers have that same circle. Of it's a not circle a open. Yeah. yeah, it's an open. So, and then I the mean, tuners, the, the, the buttons are black. The, yep. the hardware is gold. Waverly, the same thing right? with the... Waverly tuners on this one. So. And all his stuff comes with an Ameritage case. So, so it definitely is... Uh, oh, yeah. Super well it's, protected. It's a Mercedes with all the options. You all do yeah, it. It's like all that. All good. Yeah, you have the leather, leather, leather seats and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's the full package right here. this instrument i didn't even want to like play one thing and i wanted to like play everything it makes makes you just want to play and um i think that's one one thing i found in a lot of jake's instruments is um when when you pick it up you kind of like you start playing something and you start going in another direction and you just want to like you just want to play yeah you, you stop thinking about like oh i gotta do this or i want to play this song you just, you just start finding yourself going all over the neck and what I like about it is the, the overall tone is so balanced. Oh, yeah. You get this feeling of like this. It's refreshing. It's a very even, even volume. They're inspiring. And, you know, we salute people that build Great on this level. Great writing instrument. I mean, you could sit down and come up with 10 different ways to play one thing. With just the and timing. it's very versatile. Yeah, you can play yeah. different genres. And Beautiful instrument. Man. Plus, too, we rarely get um, hives too it's not a regular thing too and i want Such to like point out also that on the headstock of the of the hive instruments you notice it doesn't say hive there's no name on there or anything it's like when you got when you buy those like high-end jazz guitars like there's no name on the headstock you know and i think he's it's it's kind of like he's got the name on the inside of the sound hole on a sticker and it's a very very nice looking sticker very like I guess at this point like it would be more of like visually and what you hear is kind of like there is no need for a logo. Yeah. Because you, you, you know what you're saying. Like, what is yeah. that? Jake's like, you know what it is. You know who it is. There's people that have, you know what's up. Somewhat, I don't want to say copy, maybe been inspired by his shape. Mm. But he's the first one I saw doing Yeah, this. with the hornet. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That shape that he did. I, I remember looking at that thinking like, wow, man, look at that. But there are like, you know, the, he, I think he made different sizes too back in the, uh, I don't know if he's still doing is he still doing a concert uh, oh man I don't know I think right now he's just doing tenors. just tenors yeah. but he was he was doing like the different like body shapes and stuff too and I thought they were all looking cool you know he takes a long time to build oh, and, yeah. and because he's a perfectionist you know he knows if he would just be quicker with things it's kind of like you yeah, know, Joel like knowing that he could do setups faster, but it's like ah, just 
don't feel it kind of eats away at you. You're like, I know it's there. I can so fix it. I respect that guy to the max because you know he does. He cares that much, and he's only putting out a dozen or so instruments a year. Yeah. And we see one, maybe two a year, but it's. You well, know, it just makes them more special. I mean, I mean, yeah, and the reason he's doing it is because he wants it to be awesome. Lotus? That's right, tulip wood. Tulip. Lotus Not acoustics. One. So, but tulip. This is tulip wood. <laughs> yeah, why yeah. don't you guys talk about that? Uh, yeah. If I since it is made in Japan by Russia named Nishihara. Uh, what is this? Yuki. Yuki. <laughs> We should describe it in all Japanese accents. <laughs> or I maybe just you. Maybe just you. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I would sound racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least one person call us. us. I think. I think all of us. At least I. I, I kind of look Japanese, even though I'm not. But like, I, Corey has it. Has it down. Oh no, um, I don't want to. Corey push for, started for Japanese customers. Corey-san. Give a Japanese explanation of this instrument. Yeah, can you speak it in Japanese? Can you like um, just describe it in sh- Japanese? Kono ukulele wa made in Japan desu. That's it. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. I this ukulele is made in Japan. I got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> show that. Show, show the back and sides. I love the look of this mm-hmm. wood. It's got this really vibrant. It's almost like if you gave rosewood, you know, um, a, 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 a pink bath. A blush. It's like a like no. blush. Yeah. yeah, it's like blush. It's mm-hmm. like the color of blush. Yeah, blush. Yeah. yeah. I I know why they call it tulip wood. Yeah. It it does almost have a floral. Do you want to give it a kiss? Mmm. I don't really kiss tulips, but you got two lips. You got to kiss them. <laughs> oh. Hey. Oh. Wait, you're not a dad yet. Huh? <laughs> you can't make those dad. Who jokes. said? <laughs> that joke. Well, right, dad. Right, right now we got ten lips. All right. I think. I think Joel was trying to make an announcement. Well, huh? like I thought Joel was gonna say something like, "Well, what's better than roses on a piano?" <laughs> you remember that one, right? What? Lips no, on my organ. <laughs> oh Jesus! That never got any woman at a bar ever. Oh. Never, never. That, that. That's why I couldn't work anywhere. Well, not here at least. They're not gonna. They're not gonna understand. Dude, not that. anywhere. <laughs> Who would go for that? What's better than uh, oh, roses on a piano? Oh, well, I mean, that was my Maybe. old pickup line in high school. Are oh, you, baby? Oh, I still work. <laughs> does does, and it worked all the time for me too. Hey, honey girl, that's it. <laughs> Depends where you're at at two a.m. Digits, digits. <laughs> so, baby. All right, all right. Okay, let's not give away the secrets.
it's yeah, a nice really, high end really, to it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. almost a traditional Hawaiian soundish. I mean, yeah. that's what it's I'm very, hearing in my ears. You it's know? very strange because it doesn't look like it sounds. You yeah, know what I mean, you would, no, think no, no, would no. you would think it would be a brighter, more. I mean, it is bright though. It, it is in the brightest. It is bright, yeah. but it's yeah. not like the way you would think. Like because you think in spruce, and to me, I'm thinking this kind of looks. I think like, the color throws you off. Yeah, it throws me off because I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be like a like a really hard like a like a wenge or a, mm. or like a rosewood sort of. I'm expecting. So what did it have more warmth than you were? Expecting? It was warmer than I thought it was. It, it yeah. was going to be, and um, I was surprised too at how how bright, but then warm it, it is at the same time. Most uh, luthiers, Japanese luthiers, um, they they try to go for that brighter yeah. kind yeah. of sound. Yeah, but well, mm-hmm. it's it's balanced though. It's not like a it's not like a bright. You know, like how some you sound bright and they're they're very like. You know, almost ice picky like. Yeah. yeah. You know, but this is not anything but, like you that. You know, it's, a... it's like the first, the the two before this almost had this guitar yeah. type sound to them. This is a uke. and this is a very ukulele. Yeah. But then on that classic high end... ukulele sound. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it has like a this vintage like yeah, quality. I wonder, I wonder if some of this like because this is a stiffer than average spruce stop, considering that it's bear claw. So, you know, the the more bear claw you see. The rule of thumb is right, Andrew. Mm-hmm. The more yeah. bear claw you see, it's a little bit stiffer. So, um, it's given us that brightness. But I'm, I'm interested in this wood because it's, it's pretty. Well, it's yeah. Well, it's gorgeous and it's bright sounding. That's what it reminds me. It of. still has that. You hear that? There's body to it. That low G is really coming yeah. out from this. Yeah. So, and that's. I think that's what's impressing me. About Actually, it. like when we had it in the shop, it was strung up with a high G, and then yeah. I was like. Uh, I think this Has would be sound G, better yeah. with a Good low G. Good call. So I just yeah. threw on the the Fremont soloist. So if you stain it a little a little darker on the back back and side woods, it would look a lot like Coco Bolo. I, yeah. I like it like how this. Dare you. I think this looks gorgeous, man. Yeah. I've yeah. never That's seen so a wood. Like it does. That's why. Yeah. You know? the, yeah the, the, nothing comes through like that. I've never seen a wood that looked like that. And I, it is. I'm it's like rouge. The, the the headstock. What oh, is this so, on the headstock? Uh, Coco Bolo. No, I don't know what the back inside is. That's what, what kind of tuners is that? Like real Tahitian it's zero pearl cote, or something? I think on the back inside. It does look like Tahitian the pearl. Is, uh, but they're Waverly tuners. The buttons do look like Tahitian pearl. That is the Waverly uh, Tahitian pearl. It's like four hundred yeah. bucks. Oh, jeez. Nice. Oh, so <laughs> Coco Bolo backplate, uh, zero cote, um, faceplate. He does that oh. because he he doesn't want it to be. Like you know, that that's a typical thing, right? To you use the same. Up. I see Japanese yeah. builders do that more often, though. Just to, to change it up a little bit, yeah. not do the obvious. Yeah. You know, like of course you're gonna use the same face plate, uh, yeah. you know, for the back plate. I like Actually. how the um the rosette is too. It's like yeah, it's not too fat, but it's got layers to it. You know. Yeah. Now it's the it's just like it. It again looks very elegant, like the high, but in a different way, though, like completely different way. Not in trying to distract from ukuleles, but that just gave me an idea. Using two different woods, what if you use two different types of bread to make one sandwich? That would probably be delicious. Oh, white bread. Why doesn't anyone do that? Like if you use a rye, rye and a whole so, wheat. Whoa, Joe, you can't do that. You, you can't see well, that. Wait, no, wait, don't wait. try to stop me. Don't. You can't. <laughs> we don't want anybody to know. We gotta do that. You're gonna steal your idea, right? Though. It's, yeah, I'm why totally not? With you. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that, man, dude. Like, but I didn't think of it until that. 
Oh, or it could man. be a hybrid sandwich. You like know how the, the, their ooh. craft beers popped up in the last decade and took over, like craft oh, sandwiches, man. and then it's like any 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 idiot can mix cheeses. And if you cut it in bread. half, you could have four <laughs> different breads for one sandwich. Imagine Whoa. if you take two different sandwiches, different styles, and you stack it on. When you bite through, you get from the distinct look of the ukulele in Aaron's hand right Charlie now. Charlie Fukuba. Eevee ukulele. Eevee ukulele. And, um, local Japanese, local Japanese, <laughs> yeah. and check this out. Man. Get three piece back, Pal Faro. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And you know, did you know Stevie Ray Vaughan used Pal Faro for his fretboards? Mm. Really? Oh, yeah, SRV's Pal Faro fretboards, and it was his favorite fretboard wood. Why? Not, I don't know. I, I have. I wish I knew the answer to that. But I mean, all I know is that's the, the when I first heard of Pal Faro being used in instruments, I was like, oh yeah, like Stevie's is it because it has like an inherent kind of oil to it, right? Does it have anything to do with that? I'm guessing that's probably what it is. Now, there are the also GNL was using Paul. Or who was using Paul? Was it GNL? Somebody was using Paul Farrell. Almost everybody. With the whole has been thing, recently. Right? Yeah, so, Fender. Yeah, Fender, Fender was using yeah. it. So I mean, yeah, all these brands mm. were using Paul Farrell on the fretboard style. But it's called Bolivian rosewood, but it's not technically a Dalbergia, which made it um, an actual rosewood. But people yeah. have been, you know, oh. when, when I worked at Cola, we used. Pal Farrell for the fretboards for all the Model 100s and I think even the 200s at the time, you know? I remember those it's, models. Yeah. What is its close cousin to, like, what's a... Well, I mean, it's... It's, it's like a South a, American yeah. hard, you know, wood, exotic wood that's uh, similar to your rosewoods and, and that yeah. sort. Well, I mean, it's, like you said, it's not a Dalbergia, but it's not, like, it's not exactly, like... As far as, like, like species, what is it closer to... I would, I would probably say it's closer to like a zircote or something mm, because it's yeah, probably, yeah. outside of it's outside of the rosewood family, but it's like a rosewood. It's rosewood-like in that sense. So, um, the again, we got a bear claw. That's uh, a pretty cool bear pretty claw. Cool. Yeah, and it's almost That's like sick. quilted spruce. Mm -hmm. Look at that, man! Isn't I should that just gnarly? call it yeah. silk spruce. That's like. Pretty silky. And the the true oil finish kind of like it complements it nicely, yeah. right? And it feels yeah. nice. I love Charlie's stuff. I kind of wonder yeah. if he did use a high gloss finish in it. How how? I don't how know. Much it, I kind of like know. it. I kind of like the way he finishes yeah. things. You know, like I, I I don't think it would have the same kick in it when I when I pick it up as like it it feels like a Hawaiian. Yeah, no, that's what it is. He right? has exactly. done it before, and he's setting up actually to do it again as an option. Yeah, the varnish finish kind of makes me think of like. Um, you know, when growing up, when you like all of us probably played Kamakas growing up, yeah. you know, and it's like it kind of feels like that, yeah. you know, it's like there's mm, that quality to yeah, it, that lacquer kind of feel to well, it, even, even the like, sound, the, the texture, and yeah, when you rub it because you like to, like, you don't like a glass neck, right? I've seen yeah. you take steel wool yeah. to the back I've, of your I've neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and like Jeb won't let me do it to my Weimer, but like, I mean, like. Like That's the only neck, neck I've, I've ever, you know. Oh, with that in mind, um, I should point out, because it doesn't have it on it, but when you buy these ukuleles, there's a pick guard that he's made oh. that's um, like for Goes that three-sound hole cutout. Yeah, so so we'll ship it with that pick guard, or if we get the request, we'll put it on for you. But it's one of those things where some people won't want it and some people do want it. and. That's I'm cool. sure that would look sick, though, you know? Oh, it's no. just clear. Yeah. But, you oh, know. it's a clear yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's thought nice. it was like, gives the option, those, like, right, right. <laughs> Do we still have the other single sound mm -hmm. hole? We do have model? the single sound hole. You know, in this sh shootout or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> figured the three hole was more of, like, yeah. chart. Indicative of what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's more his style. It's more like what he right. does, right? 
And I love the EE Rebirth as you. No, yeah. no, I was like, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted you to see it because it was like a reminded me of a Martin. Oh, really? Like a D twenty eight or yeah, he's got that shape. Yeah. Does, it, does it have like the the um? It's the just like that with a single hole. Oh, yeah, cool. It's a herringbone. I love that he uses planetary tuners. If you're gonna use this style tuner, uh, don't use friction tuners, guys. I mean, <laughs> not already. Like, dude. No more friction tuners. <laughs> Please, please. And always upgrade. Hey, did, you guys, did you guys see the um, Nainoa sent the um, little clip of like our, the first of our custom Connie Leia's? They put it on. Came oh. up. And they have the Goto UPTs on yes. it, and it looks so good. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like I can't wait. Black to one. Uh huh. Yeah, buddy. Here's number one: bare Sitka spruce soundboard, flamed maple back and sides with your orbital tuners in the back. Sounds super cherry. Yeah, we, we gave them to them oh to man. use. That's what I think. Oh, that's right. I put them in the bag. Mm -hmm. See, now this is what I think. Like Hawaiian. Yeah, right? No, it is yeah. a Hawaiian song. Yeah. You hear that? Sir? That's what I'm talking about. It's, Ooh, it's like that. Ooh, it was built for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's exactly. what it's made for. This it's thing was made guitar. for yeah, that. Like the poi real sour. Yeah. Oh, extra sour. Extra fermented. This is like one of these ukes that you almost kind of want to like. Oh, 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 that's that's illegal. Get that kind of stuff going because it has that tone to it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I'll tune it back up so whoever gets it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, that's one of those. I mean, and I'm 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 a big one of those guys like, oh, let's slack the ukulele. I already got the G on there, but like the uh something about that God, sound yeah. just makes you want to do it, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> makes you wanna makes you wanna slack that key. Yeah, oh. Slack that. Slack that key. Do it. Oh. Rah. That's one you haven't seen before. No, what is this? Pigeon tree. Right out there from Texas. It's not the pigeon. Oh, man. This thing's got like a... What's oh, a pigeon? It's got a really nice smell in it, too. You I'm glad you smell them, too, because I yeah. thought... Back when I worked for Mike, we smelled them. And I thought I was weird. Oh, yeah, I got know everybody doesn't. No, you you, you got to smell you the have juke, to. man. It's it's like Oh, dude, since I was a kid, like walking shop? into a wood shop is awesome. Dude, that's the best. Okay, you know, so you know, we were talking about like ways to make, you know, the smell transmit, but like 
Um, I saw on a lot of the new VR, there's, that's one of the senses that they're implementing is smell. Really? What? Yeah. So I think, you know, maybe by 2022, maybe 2023, the ukulele you'll be able to press a button and get the aromas of the, <laughs> of the well, pizza you know what, the, the scotch. by the wood pack. That's one of the things that people would say. When I, I remember when I worked in the shop, they would say, man, it smells wonderful in here. They would walk in. And it was all the woods, right? Do they still say that when they yeah. come in? Yeah, every yeah, they time. Do. Yeah. It's like, man, it's like the the smell of that that just fresh ukulele. So, I mean, you gotta do it, yeah. you know? Like, that wood smells awesome, yeah, yeah. It, dude. It's like the wood shop that is an earthiness to it, and, and something I think, you know, it's when you smell that. It's like like you step on grass with bare feet. Right. It's different. Yeah, it's, a so it's like that. It's a connection to it. Like, I mean, yeah. well, you can call it whatever you want, but it's different. Oh, people, tree huggers. <laughs> oh, I'm just man. joking. Call me that then. I'll <laughs> hug just tree. joking. They need it, man. They need all the hugs they can <laughs> no, get. No, you're, you're completely right. So, who Trees knows about love. this uke? Who, 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 who's. Jake um, Nelson is in uh, the San Antonio area, I believe. So and, Texas in Texas. Uke. And he's right one of the Texas. most passionate. Um, insightful people I've ever met. Like I text with him regularly, and um, he's he's he built some classical guitars, learned from a classical guitar builder. Then he bought a Morbetta from us to study. He bought some other ukes to study. He's always studying the market, but he's so passionate about building that he's just you know it's like. It, it it's like he's just in the thick of it just loving it and i love mm-hmm. to see that and it, it translates into his instruments you know so check it out and see what you think um he's building with the spanish style heel and 12 what do we have bodies, as far as spruce, like the woods on ebony it's ebony and spruce right what kind of spruce is this do we know oh do you guys know i didn't see this one on the list so i didn't pull it up oh yeah it yeah i threw kind that in of there looks like sitka um, I I want to think it's something different though, like uh, and the binding is really incredible because it's like multi layered binding. It looks like there's Adirondack, Macassar, oh. ebony. Ah, it's Adirondack, dude. This is some tight grain Adirondack. So give it a strum, a quick one. How much? Whoa! <laughs> Dang, that thing is dude, loud. Dude, this thing pumps, man. Thing is a cannon. And if you look at that rosette, that's all individual say, circles yeah. that he inlaid and then cut out. Part. Yeah, the, the circles are cool, man. I'm digging the circles. He's and got some new ones he's building for us with a whole tree of life theme on the back. But everything he's doing, like even these circles are done in like a limited series of three. And he's just doing like styles in short runs. And then he's moving on to other things because he's, he's full of ideas and he's very creative. And I think that's just such a cool thing when you um, getting accustomed knowing that like this is actually a one of a kind piece because... The next one's going to be different. And he's been experimenting with different style headstocks and finishes and all kinds of things. So it's like, it's really just... Uh, are these spurtzel tuners? Or are they shalers? What are these? What is it? Shaler. Um, oh, it's the Grand Tune tuners. Oh, so, yeah. Those Shaler Grand Tune. Yeah. Those are so great. Are supposed yeah. To be excellent oh, yeah. Those are really high-end tuners. Those, like, you know, people that used Waverly's before were like, oh, I like these. So it's like they're on that level, you know. But yeah, all high quality stuff, and uh, well, I like the binding on here. I think this looks incredible. It's like they got coal. Was that maple? And and they've got like um, like look at that. That's like two two yeah. different types of coal and maple. 
<laughs> and then you've got like a um like like the red I don't know if that's a, a wood or that's actually the uh purfling but it does there's like red and green I feel like purfling. in five years he's gonna be famous and these kind of first ones from him are gonna be have some Word value yeah. yeah he's obviously got like a art like a creative yeah it's like about bung- him too like the rosette and stuff like it, it's all really it ties in nicely. But yeah, he's got, got like cool a cherry blossom uh, inlay going up the neck on one coming, and uh, he's got a just he's Look just full of ideas. He's just he's just excited about yeah. binding though. Yeah. Did you see the fretboard binding? Like he's got like okay, so the top layer is like cool, but then you look at the side; it's got like that maple, and then you've got those two. <laughs> it like reflects on that's, the, that's, that's insane crazy. that he did all that work. I mean, and it sounds like a damn cannon. Too, you know? your guys speakers i heard it in my headphones that was, was, it, was uh, it buzzing was it like distorted no it was yeah no, it was dry it was clipping right. a bit but it was i mean that's because it's it was popping. great yeah yeah man this thing is dude the adirondack one <laughs> what do you say it's like what one of those you? sounds you don't I have a, you, you don't mind hearing it in your headphones full blast yeah. <laughs> i have a noah built me a koa um like a it's a koalao om with the the same uh cuban mahogany sides and back but it's an adirondack top and I haven't that, heard that in a long time. Dude, that cannon. thing is it's like cannon. It's like, it's as loud as my dreadnought. You know, oh. it's like an OM. <laughs> it's like, and my dreadnought's a calling, so you know, those things already kick as it is. But, yeah. I really like this U2. Oh. oh, man, we got some good ones tonight. Whoa. I know, this is like... The Grimes, okay, so... Ooh. I mean, anybody, if you were doing a, a tasting, this is pretty good. Anybody that doesn't know Steve Grimes is not, like, the guitar player side of things. This guy is the best archtop builder in the world. I don't care who hears me say that. <laughs> the tone on this uke, oh man. Ryan's going to get offended. But I mean, this is a guy that's an Steve archtop was builder. building archtops when Ryan was yeah. in, in diapers. a tool in cover band. No, yeah, maybe. Maybe well, in diapers. Well, Steve, I mean, and Steve's built guitars for every, like he's built a guitar for Eric Clapton, you know? So, so it was, I mean, it's like, it's super sick. If you go look on his website, Grimes Guitars, and he is a fantastic ukulele builder. In fact, this past um, Ukulele Guild of Hawaii thing that we had, the event that we had, I got to sit down and, and talk to Steve for a little while. And his passion for building is, yeah. like, unheard of, man. Like, this guy just loves to build. And that's, like, his his passion in life is to make great sounding instruments. And you know what? You can tell he's a player because feel that thing. Oh, yeah. It's butter. I mean, it plays yeah. so easy. 
His his edges are rounded. His you know what I mean. And listen to the sound, man. Look at this thing, man. Yeah. It's like, what's the woods again? It's insane. So that one is an Amazon rosewood back insides. And, and look at how tight grain that spruce top is. Like, yeah. you see that? It's like super tight, man. Little details like the way he bound the so side sound port. Mm -hmm. And look at, and the other thing about this top, though, you see all this stuff? This is called medullary ray. And yeah, it's cross like, cross silking. Yeah, it's cross silking. It's in it, when it's actually like perfectly, perfectly quarter sawn is the only way to get it like that. And so this is like the creme de la creme piece in the log that mm. like is on here. And it well <laughs> And if I could describe the sound, I've always felt that like Steve's Ukulele sound like a cross between a kamaka and a ko'olau. Mm. Oh, interesting. Like, it's a, it's a, a, it's a great description of it. A kamaka. A kamakalau. It's a kamakalau. And actually, what's really um, interesting, too, is that he built Jake an ukulele. I saw that, yeah. And then um, I think um, Ron Artis mm. was borrowing it for a while, too. That thing sounds really, really good. It's, it's it, there's an interesting I I love the sound. It's there's almost like a compression to it that yeah. I like. To where like you get a fat sound even out of the higher notes and stuff, but let's take a listen. That thing is another cannon. Bro, this thing is kicking, man. Crazy. about the body to it yeah i mean the body that of sound yeah it kind of has its own unique yeah. sound like you're you're inside of it while it's while Dude. you're listening to it you know there's and and again the side port comes yeah. into play here um for me anyway the thing i noticed about steve's builds are that like it's it's like one of those things where you have like a, a genius at what he does he's constantly evolving and like it, it's never like done the same way but it's all brilliant does that make sense so 
your guys stuff everybody knows Corey's sound within like a couple oh, yeah. of, a couple that's of why i like notes. doing these sound samples with different people oh, yeah. you know yeah. because it's almost like i hear almost a bigger difference player to player than uke to uke or at least as much you know yeah like if you have three people play the same uke you hear three different tones oh, because like their with, styles with and, tobias is here yep that was yeah oh yeah well tobias has a great touch man he's, yeah he's, he's all touch dude all tone, yeah. all clean. It's like that shows you don't have to yeah. play fast. No, yeah. you or anything. Dude, Toby is such a yeah. classy player. His it, it's like, like he, he can it squeeze like sound, yeah. just squeeze sound out of an instrument. Like wow, I don't, I don't have to play all this fast stuff. Milk out the tone. <laughs> Peanut butter sauce. Peanut butter sauce. So he should move here. He's platinum. <laughs> for each year, you know, and we're getting towards the end of. Getting towards oh. your guys' last chance to get the 2019 platinum. That's the best sounding pineapple ukulele I played. Yeah. Gotta say. I don't know. Ooh. I played a cola pineapple. That was. How many years ago was that? Yeah, but it's still. Yeah, it's like I've never watch. played a, po- a cola pineapple, so Whoa. if Noah watches this, oh, really? please build us one. Oh, I got one up on you. Ew. The thing about Connie Leah, and this is, um, and this is just on a personal level for myself, but um, Joe Souza has like the biggest heart of anybody oh, I know, yeah. man. And his, you know, he is through and through a woodhead. I remember, like, talking to Joe about ukes that we had, and he could tell you what log it came from. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, the ultimate woodhead. This guy. And I remember my dad. I, I met Joe Souza. <laughs> Woodhead when, almost sounds like a <laughs> insult in a way. Well, I mean, we're all of you know. Everybody no, 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 that grew you. up in a wood shop is a woodhead. Yeah. No, like, he, you look at stuff and you look. No, there's like times, multiple yeah, times where I was at Connie Lilla just talking to Joe for hours about different kinds of woods. He's oh, wonderfully excited about yeah. all yeah. of it, and you and can right, tell when you talk to him. Right now, right now he's doing an um, exclusive series of customs for us, and so it's like been going back and forth with like, oh, we can use this these woods. Oh, but I also have these woods, so it's like we got some really fun, cool. Joe gets excited stuff talking going. about it too. Yeah. It's awesome. Joe is this guy. Like, so my, when I first met Joe, I was still a teenager, and uh, my dad was doing his doors. Yeah. For his for his shop, and this is back when Joe was building out of his garage. And Connie, just like you know, and it, he lived like right, like on the water, but like off a cliff. But like, it was right there. And he, my dad was doing these big cool doors for him. And I remember going through the shop, and I remember thinking Joe was like the only person I knew that was as weird as my dad in the sense that he would, he would like grab like all the like you know the sawdust, the shavings from yeah. like the um from the planers, and he'd pick it up and smash it in his hand and go smell this. <laughs> it was like, it was and and like I was. I, you know, growing up in a wood shop. Like, That's why you like smelling wood too. Smell that, you know. No, let yeah. me smell that. And, but Joe knew exactly what log was where, and he had them like in order. He had them laid out, and not, I'm not talking book matched. Like he knew what was going with what, and and he could, the guy could really build a uke. And he can he can look at one of his finished instruments from like five years ago and be like, oh yeah, that was log two forty seven. Exactly, and that's it's crazy that he has such a passion for building. And as far as, like, a, a human being, you know, Joe was the only builder I've seen that, like, I mean, remember when he got that, the, like, the rights to cut coal or something on Big Island and reforest the, 
the, the project that he's doing up there, the reforestation. He's project. not cutting that koa, you yeah. know. No, well, he had well, he had like rights to get koa or something from that. They've only taken like one fallen tree from that place the whole time. It's a trippy thing. I'm still wanting to go over there and document it, but it's really just to set out the legacy of, and this initiative to push for the future yep. of koa wood here. You know? He got well. The thing was, he has he he had it so where he was now getting the koa for cheaper than he was. But instead of keeping that profit, he dropped his prices. Remember that year that he did it? He just, like, dropped the prices on the, the Ukes. And I was like, I wouldn't know anybody else that would do that. And I thought that, that All was the other cool. builders were like, son of a... Yeah. You bastard. What'd you do that for? But crazy. Like, Joe's like... That's just his heart, though. Them. Joe, like, Joe wants... market. <laughs> Joe wants people to play the Ukes, you know? And, like, look at this thing. It's got, like, a the, the arm bevel on it. Yeah. There. You know, it's 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 a pineapple shape with who's got a pineapple with an arm bevel <laughs> and a side and port a pineapple that looks side like port. A, pine, a pineapple on the side. You know, and uh, let's not even talk about what kind of master grade color that is. You know, with the uh, the uh, rosette over here. You know, and I my my Weimer is built to have the same rosette, and Audrine has the oh, same yeah. kind of thing. And I think we both were probably inspired by that Sunny D uh, on fire ukulele, but. You know, nobody talks about that. And the snakehead, you know, with the... Uh, with I thin. think Joe took some some uh, inspiration from Sonny D's stuff early on. But, of course, it's gone entirely in his own way since. But, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the fat wood rosettes and stuff. Even the, what's, the, uh, what's the wood in the rosette? Is that mango? But it's kind of porous. Maybe it's mango. I don't know. And it sounds freaking amazing. Curly mango rosette. Curly mango rosette. There you go. And that's, I mean, like this is probably my favorite look. You know, cool with that. that I like the koa dots too for the. Yeah. You know, keeping it natural. Even with the. It's not gone yet. Headstock in. I think I just put it up a day or two ago. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't. You know, they still. Um, you know, they have all the new. There's like these new advancements of like designs and stuff with truer bracing and. Um, whatnot, but it's still a very hands-on process. Yeah, no, but it's still yeah. like the 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 sound. It's still a Hawaiian ukulele yeah. that still has that Hawaiian ukulele sound. I remember early on with Joe, it was like um, that was his main thing. I remember he had all these jigs in the shop, and he was showing me like the um, 
the stuff. He's like, oh, this is how we bend the sides and all this stuff. But he's like, all the aesthetic of it, you know, you can be a good woodworker, but you want it to sound Hawaiian. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was his big thing, and it does. They, they definitely have a very Hawaiian sound to it. They got automated side benders now. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Holy shit. I mean, they... yeah, I haven't been over there in years. I got to go back and really? see what it looks like. Yeah, same here. Well, the factory's even bigger, too. They've, they've expanded. I haven't been over to Kaneohe in years, even. I was over there every day, and now it's been <laughs> years. <laughs> we should do a company outing going to Hollywood Joe's all the way in Kaneohe. Haiku. And then we can go watch Holly play in, uh, at Nikos. Oh, yeah, because he's in oh, Kaneohe, yeah. too. Right? Kailua. Oh, Kailua. I didn't know there was a Nikos in Kailua. The other Kaneohe. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, other right. half. Let's just find people that can do our work so we can go around and have fun. <laughs> yeah, where are they at? <laughs> they don't exist. They're out there. Damn it. Somewhere. They're out there, but they're keeping quiet. <laughs> I don't think anybody trusts them. <laughs> Why would you trust somebody that could do what you do? Yeah, I would do it for free. Dude, I don't trust myself. Why would I trust another version of myself? Dude. I'm still questioning myself. <laughs> Who am I? Hawaiian mahogany. That's pretty articulate. Mm. Cuban mm. mahogany. Actually, it's Hawaiian mahogany. Oh, sorry. I'm also I very surprised that one hasn't sold. Hawaiian mahogany is Cuban mahogany. It's actually really? only grows here now. Yeah. Thank really? You. What? Yeah, they, they don't grow in Cuba anymore. Oh, we're not going to use any of this. Can we change the name, uh, the official name to Hawaiian mahogany? You should. Yeah, might as well, right? I always list them as Hawaiian mahogany, yeah. you know, Hawaiian Cuban mahogany, but yeah. it's it's the strain of Cuban yeah. mahogany, it's but it, most all this stuff is grown right here on our island. I wish you could farm those. In fact, you know, a lot of this Cuban mahogany and stuff came from Schofield, like especially the stuff that Jeb and Ryan right had. Right down the road, huh? For real? Yeah. Wow. Like but they, they had to, like, find these. They go not great distances to find them, but... Well, I mean, now they're kind of rare, but, like, I mean, all the trees that were cut down, like, you know, the, um, the Pearl Harbor attack, like, they got bullets yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. on them, and they cut them down, and Bart Potter had a whole bunch of this stuff in his... And, and he supplied even more yeah. with some of those really Yeah, he didn't down. have that much, but it's like, you know, it's getting harder and harder to find it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great wood. It's a little bit more dense than, um, like, Honduran. Yeah. But, um, it's got a beautiful sound what Are about you? like tonally what 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 is your take on like cuban mahogany versus honduran i, I just types? go back to what andrew's dad told me and this is when um when i was having my guitar built and i had noah building me a cuban mahogany and an adirondack top and this was like the just most ripped curly cuban stuff that you could find and um it's like fiddleback you know and and you have that on your uh, tenor kolau too, yeah, right? It's on my it's on my tenor too. So um, I had it, the matching woods built that way, and Noah was building the thing for me. And John comes in and he looks at it and he goes, he goes, oh, Cuban and Adirondack. And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, this is the best sounding guitar you can make. He said this this combination of woods is the best sounding combination of woods I think. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I was like. You know, I was always under the impression that it was Adirondack and Brazilian rosewood, as far as that goes. But I mean, John comes from like that old Martin school of, 
you know that that D eight the the yeah. OM eighteen is like more kick ass than twenty eight. So, um, on that thought, um, Jeb. I don't know Jeb those Lee. old twenty eights with the Brazilian. Yeah. Oh. Now, but you know what? I, I kind of hear the um, Hawaiian mahogany as almost having like a touch of koa clarity. It does. Along with was, the mahogany gonna, warmth. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan. It's like because they're uh, Cuban mahogany is generally a little bit stiffer than standard or like Honduran mahogany. It's like you get you don't get the same. Um, might it might not be as warm. It's a little more. Um, it's funny because like one person's warm is another person's muddy, so yeah. it's kind of. A, <laughs> but it's like it doesn't true. get that. It doesn't have that mellow mahogany that sound. It drives. Yeah. Up, it drives the. You know what the, the thing low is to my ear. Cuban sounds drier than Honduran. It sounds like Honduran, really mm. old Honduran mahogany. You know how it gets dry and they start oh, coming out more. Saying. It's more of a crisp sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like when yeah. it's like if you listen to like a really good classic D eighteen or an OM eighteen, they have like this. Um, there's just this drive to it, and it's like you hear that, and then you hear it back to back with an old twenty eight, and it's it's that that mystery thing because you don't understand why you like both equally and you can't pick one you know and it's like but they're both this dry sound and one is very glassy and one is very just punch you in the stomach sort of sound and um the cuban does that and it's not old you know so ryan was saying it has that those characteristics where it's like punchier yeah it's it's just very quick what have you noticed in terms of coloring with yours over the years they darken quickly the yeah, Cuban, so they almost start with like a almost rosyish yeah, kind yeah, of hue to even, them, yeah. or like pinkish, pinkish in a way. It looks pink, and then it starts getting this dark brown, and then turns into like this chocolate look, you know. Yeah. And um, I really, I really like that on my uh, my guitar, and my uke, and so the uke is really killer though because I got that that piece of uh, it's a what is it the sapwood in there. Oh, that's right. It's like super <laughs> sick. Man. It's like, nice. That is like, like that one. That one is pretty killer. But Jeff you, you have a Weimer somewhat similar in Koa, right? I have a, um, I have Jeb made me a, a Weimer ukulele, and it's the same fretboard design and uh, same headstock design, but mine is a slot head. This one here has the, you know, um, the planetary tuners, and I love slot head ukuleles but in hindsight it's like such a pain in the ass to, to change, change the shot oh. I really wish like I, I it going, is right every time I go back it on it five minutes longer for each string it's like they look they look great but it's like man I would just love to have one of these because my fingers are not yeah. they're not huge yeah. but it's already a pain with it do you, know you think that like the angle really makes a difference not a huge not huge enough to not enough that yeah because like it, I I I don't think it does. I, you know, I mean, well, I mean, come on, like, are we really going to notice the difference in break angle tonally more than we would in feel? Because the I speaking the length feel... of the string is going to be the same tension right. wise, right? So, tension I mean, wise. if anything, it's the only tension difference you would feel is on the first couple yeah, frets first couple with how frets. much give it has. No, and that's that's all it is. It's it. a feel but factor. the scale length tension wouldn't change. But then even that difference is so yeah because it's yeah, not tiny, extending you know? so the string. You're only going to feel it in the bend of fretting the first mm-hmm. like two frets, maybe yeah. right. Yeah, after that, it's kind of like, I mean, I I don't really see that big a difference. It's not it. worth, like, no. making that. But it looks cool. That extra five yeah, minutes. It really does. Screen. It what does it... look cool. It's a damn cool. And I don't know if you guys have seen the Weimer that Jeb built me, but the... Oh, I saw it, yeah. The, the headstock, 
that he put on there, it's like he capped it on top of that. So it's like like a two layer sort of. It's a killer looking thing. Yeah, but every look time I beautiful. look at it, and every time I see one of his ukes go online, it's like I I, I think I was like, shit, I should have just got one like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so much easier to change the, the strings. Well, and then speaking of changing the strings, when you have the planetary tuners, you practically don't need to even grab a winder. Yeah, dude, yeah, so quick. Yeah. So nice, super easy. I love those. Super easy. I what are they? Four to one, right? Yeah. yeah. So simple. Which is enough to like fine tune yeah. it, but not so much that it requires a hundred turns to yeah, get it loose. Yeah, you over there, and if you don't got a wind, you don't need a drill. You don't need anything. You just yeah, game over. But Jeb Weimer, um, Jeb was Noah's apprentice. Yeah, he worked at Koalau yeah. for what? How many years? Maybe five years. Five or years or so. Dude, I met Jeb when I was like fifteen, and he was building fiddles on top of his house in Beeland. <laughs> yeah, like he used to go surf with us over there. Yeah, and he was yeah he was making fiddles with like camel hair bows and all that stuff. Jeb is like work wise, he's probably like one of the most anal people I know. Like his build quality is exceptional. His um, well, Noah went. You yeah, know, no come down on him like a hammer for those yeah. years, and you know, but he he loved it and he wanted to get to that level he's oh, yeah. at now. And it shows in his use. Yeah, yeah. Jeb is, and the yeah. cool thing about Jeb is, if you go, if you if you buy a custom from him, he'll build it any way you want. I mean, you can you can have him like Jeb will. Jeb likes talking to people. He's like a real mountain man, you know. He's yeah. even burlier than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, Jeb's awesome. <laughs> we gotta have him on the podcast. I forgot. Like, I forgot. I've known him since I was a teenager. Like, yeah, we used to go surf with him like almost every other day. Like, he before I knew he even built anything, and then he would just show up. Sometimes we'd have you having bonfires on the beach and stuff, and he'd be there and he'd be talking to me about building fiddles, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But and then I found out later that he worked for Anoa, and I was like, oh, oh. Okay. Jeb, oh, okay. My, first, oh, no. my first memory of Jeb is him coming into the shop. And Jeb Jeb has he's from Virginia. So he has a he has a tendency to he, he can pull off the redneck thing really well. You know, Jeb comes up to me. Remember this? He was he comes up and I was like standing there playing a GNL. And he comes up to me, he goes, Man, I will never understand why people build them skinny guitars. You can't hear them at all. <laughs> 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 and I was like what? what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he leaves. He walks away. And I tell Andrew, I go, hey, man, there's something wrong with this guy. a little guy. weird. Huh? And he goes, he works for my brother, dude. <laughs> he's, he's messing with you. And yeah. I, go, I go, oh. And he comes back. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I was just messing with you. He's like, he's like, he's like I didn't mean to throw you off. Like that. I was like, I was like, like, twisted his arm. I was like, dude, do you want me to throw this guy off? <laughs> He's a little off. Speaking of Jeb, he, he just stopped by the store a couple of days. He went to pick up a... A string set oh. for one of his um, his customers. Jeb is, you know, honestly, like to me, man, Jeb is like one of my favorite people, and he's one of my favorite builders because he's he's that guy. When you get a uke from Jeb, he will, you know, he wants to make sure you're completely satisfied. He'll be call he calls you more than you call him. He's the kind of guy, like he'll be like, hey, what do you want done with this? What do you want done with that? And he's like. You know he's he's very hands on with his with his approach to the customers, and I think that's that's really cool. And when he does build ukes that he he brings over here to you guys, it's always like he he knows how Andrew is very meticulous about things, so he likes to bit he likes to bring Andrew like his best builds and stuff. Because you know he's not an old guy; he's like younger than me, but like yeah. he's he's so old school. You know, I like that in in builders. Like you won't find him like 
flashing his stuff on social media and uh, stuff like that much. I mean, he might do that some. I don't know. I don't really see him doing that. He hasn't that. updated it's his like, website. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's years. just kind of like, nah, I just <laughs> like to build. And, you know, there's, it's... it's uh, He's phrasing his stuff cool. outside. Dude, up his... All right, so... Bibbities. Let's take a listen to this guy. Probably. Probably That's what he told me. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not need to know that. I know he's like, you I don't think tell anybody me wants to know that. Before you come over, because I don't want you to see him in my underwear. <laughs> I was like, okay. An awesome guy, an awesome builder. This is a Cuban mahogany uke or Hawaiian mahogany because it's grown in Hawaii, and uh, it's got maple binding, and he's got the rope binding thing going on here, which is really cool. The planetary tuners, Jeb does do a side port, like like the one on mine. I, I find that to be really good. And you the string through bridge because I think he started yes. doing that at some point. It's right. a string through bridge, oh, yeah. and it it's one of those things where because of the side port, you can see how clean he builds, and I think um, you know anybody that's worked for Nala. I was gonna say, gonna be, like, you can tell, super <laughs> yeah. super clean builder because. I mean, well, Noah wouldn't have it any other way. And so, like, if you if you talk to Jeb, he, he always credits, like, um, the way he builds to Noah and what Noah taught him and stuff. So, again, one of my favorite builders. Um, excellent, excellent sound that he gets out of these things. And my Ko'olau ukulele is my Haiji ukulele, or my Loji ukulele, but my Weimer is my Haiji ukulele. And um, for me, I, I play them both equally, and I mean, I couldn't really pick a one and two. You know, I, I probably play more low than high, so I think um, I, I I tend to gravitate more to, more towards a koala because I play more low G. But that high G uke, I mean, it's like one of those ukes that's just like and you know just because like the builder is super awesome. So, you know. Oh, and the oh, tone is mature. I think we just put those strings on though today, so. You might yeah, need to still, get that. Yeah. Kind of sliding around here. She's like, are you almost done? You know what? It gets to a point where you're together for long enough to where it's like, all right, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, it'll get there for you if it's not there yet. Yeah. It's like, I, I get home sometimes and she'll just look at me and go, <laughs> I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I, think, I think nights like this is more of a treat for the player than the listeners because yeah, man, we... I, you, we get to try, you know, like the starting point for when one of I these ukuleles this? is like, thirty two hundred bucks. When you get to sit down <laughs> and play like you know eight eight ten ukuleles, it's like exactly. you know all of these things are like someone just shot, set out like nine different shots. For and I get to I, I get to like I mean come on guys, how long has it been since I've been here, man? I, I get know, to hang with my boys. I miss. I you. get to I get to like you know sit around and. And you know, knock back some whiskey, eat some pizza, and, and well, we got to do this again, Eric. Field mice. You're, you're a gearhead, and I know, that's, and you're so that's close our people. Too, like, you know? Yeah, I live right this there. It's kind of perfect. <laughs> it's kind of just the two of us. We can do the gear gear podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's All do right. it. All right. Just check yeah. out the Weimer. Well, I think I think I'm gonna be more comfortable with this only because I play a Weimer. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think I, probably you play with your Weimer. <laughs> And yours. <laughs> oh, hey. You're pretty good at it, dude. Uh, <laughs> try my Weimer. <laughs> hey, will you do me a favor? Because I want to put this on our website. Can you start that again so it doesn't start with me saying try my Weimer? <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, I was like, I think it kind of bled in there right at the beginning. Yeah. You know what the, the best, this the best is a one two hand was? song. Okay, and this goes way back. Jesus. We we were we were building. Okay, so Andrew goes and buys these islands for the store. Okay, so me, Sam, and Mike are putting together these islands, and we're going, and so like Mike starts doing like this pirate thing. He's like, oh yeah, you know, here's accessory island and all this kind of shit. And so Andrew comes by and goes, wiggle me timbers. <laughs> and Sam was like, I, th- I think it's shiver. Shiver me timbers. He's like, you can wiggle it too, though. I don't know where I, don't know where I picked that up. I don't know where I picked that up. Me and Sandy say that all the time at home. We say wiggle me timbers, but it came from that. I don't oh. know where I picked it up. It's so funny. You got all these stories that I don't even remember. Wiggle me timbers. Well, you drank a lot of alcohol in your life. Oh. And uh, as did I. But I remember stuff. Hey, let's all tell the story of when we got stoned 10 years ago at NAM and like, <laughs> <laughs> we're afraid to go meet with all our vendors. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't smoked weed in so long. And then like, what, my cousin came, yeah, showed up or something. And we were like, I guess. Yeah, we'll be, we should be fine. Yeah. And we walked back into the NAM and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we were so Me and Andrew walk in, we walk into the Fender booth, okay? Oh, and you know how the Fender booth is? They got lights and shit going yeah, on. Yeah, NAM like, is a mess it's itself. Like, like it's got all this stuff going around. And like, I'm standing there and like, the, the they have Fender and Jackson are in the same thing. So you got all the Jackson girls with the shorty shorts and stuff on there. And I'm looking around, I'm just like laughing. And I'm just like, why are you laughing? I'm like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nam's a little like that even sober. You're just like, what am I looking yeah. at here? I'm like, dude, I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. He goes, he goes, dude, let's let's go in. I gotta talk to the I gotta talk to the vendor. I'm like, I can't go in there. Talk. You go in and talk to the vendor. He's like, so come with me. I'm like, I'm gonna stay right here. I'm gonna look at guitars. He goes, okay. He goes in. I'm looking at one guitar. I don't know how long he was in there, but he came out and I was st- staring at the same <laughs> Oh, man, that was so the worst, up. actually. I was, like, trying to hold it together. <laughs> so this year was controlled, Nam. <laughs> Dude, like, oh, Nam used to be nuts back when we used to walk around. Oh. You know, they're selling beer on those things. Which... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's still nuts. This year. I just want to wear Bro. earplugs Dude. the whole time. I've been 14 years in a row. Oh, Dude. Dude, you the Nam veteran. But last year I, I left early, times. you know. So, um, but you it's, go it's you cool. It's just a, it's just a long day. Like yeah. it's it's cool watching like having everyone come in and record and everything is actually really cool. Yeah, it's just long days. Yeah, you know what? What we do now is a whole different thing, and maybe you can come do it with us again sometime, yeah. Aaron. It's uh, oh, it's rad. it's kind of fun because we're almost covering it like a media. Yeah. Team, I like how you, you know? guys did. I remember when you did the um, was Pepe Romero and that's one of the coolest nights. Is yeah, whenever dude, they that come. Was just like super it's awesome. Legendary man. having them. I mean, I I was looking at that going, oh man. So that's how we should have it because back back in the day we used to just go and like. Yeah, just uh, you know, put in orders and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Early on, I learned like there's a lot of high pressure salesmen, and I don't Dude, like that yeah. style. Like, oh, you got to make the order at Nam, or else it's like, you know mm. what? Then I won't make the order. Lost it. What's your friend's name? I'll call him. You just walk right. Like guys would like come up and they'd be like, "Hey, man, you know you gotta try this," and Andrew'd be like, "I'm." I'm good. Just like walk out. You know what's <laughs> like, different is that we're all salespeople here. So when <laughs> someone tries to sell us a product, we know, yeah, we know what's up. We know if you're, you know, 
Yeah, well, we get excited <laughs> about certain things without talking to anybody out of booth, yeah. you know. If it's exciting, I get yeah. excited. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. If it's not, oh, well. If it's not, and you're, <laughs> you're still trying to sell it to me. For something that's not no. exciting. Don't yeah. try to get me artificially stimulated, Dude, man. this is going to blow you away. Let's do yeah. it. Let's oh, do yeah. It. Let's sidetrack. Yeah, Weimer. <laughs> awesome ukulele. Rachel. Yeah, dude, I can hold it for like four hours, but I just hit my capacity like four minutes ago. Do you, you want to go now? No, 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 we're, I'm good. I, I, we'll make it quick, Joe. I'll make it real fast. No, no, not, no pressure, but yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just going to turn on this artificial water noise. <laughs> yeah, oh, I almost coughed it out. Can we get a Hawaiian waterfall in the background? All right. This is the Alawai shower. Talk about it's called Akaka Falls. <laughs> Talk about bear claw. This one is super bear claw. Berry. Look at that bear claw. It's berry. And check berry, out berry nice. the quilted maple and the Brazilian right down the middle. That is a supreme. It is a model. Even the faceplate on the or the back plate. Oh, the yeah, check that out. And look at this. The detail work. That is insane. No, oh, and then the fingerboard ties it all in together too. Yeah. Right? Look at that. That half half. <laughs> this is like the, the Porsche. Now, again, with this one, this ukulele, it like I was telling Corey, like um, when I when I go to Washington, I usually stay um, at Auntie Jean Smith's house, and uh, she has this stage upstairs. The yeah. court, Calais played there, yeah. and smell this thing. Tell me, this doesn't smell like the upstairs. <laughs> Oh, right? That's so weird. Am I am I am I like kidding or what? That's it smells weird. like cinnamon. Yeah, it's like Auntie Jean's house, man. This is like this uke makes me feel like and that to me I always consider that place my second home. And this uke is like so comfortable to play. So you got a baritone kind of in the tenor tuning there yeah. with that, but um And it's not just a baritone, it's a huge baritone. This body is is that yeah, a baritone skeleton? This is the J-Lo model. Look at the size <laughs> of the junk in the trunk on this bad boy. You know, it's like... I was going to go for Megan Trainer, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Megan Trainer. All about that bass. All about that bass. But this is a 19-inch scale. So um, it's a, what is that, like a, an inch shorter than the baritone scale? Yeah. It's so, like traditional baritone, right? Yeah. But before they, they updated it. But let's see... Um,
It plays super good. It's super comfortable. It still has a really ukulele sound. Yeah. It, like when you start yeah. moving through those longer scalings. It's not really bassy at all. Yeah. yeah. It, it takes away from that really mid-range uh, ukulele response, right? Kind of mm. there's, there's a brightness to it. That it sounds like a tenor. It's surprisingly like, bright. Yeah. And it's... Um, ah, the detail work on this thing is incredible. But I mean, I expect, I expect none, you know, none less than... Uh, the, the LFDM is the like lease. Yeah, I mean these he he just builds impeccable stuff, you know. So, I mean the, the sound is always wonderful. Yeah, it's, I, I like his like the jangle style looking thing and stuff too. But damn, this thing is like on a different level, man. All right, That's, guys, I th I think. I think we're, have we hit midnight yet? Uh, we're pretty damn close. Yeah, Almost. we're about well, like a minute away. You know, I, I got to say, I, I love you, Aaron, and I missed you, and I we got to do too, this man. again. And um, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Aloha. Bye. Man, this thing is killer. Smell that? <laughs> no, it smells. It smells awesome. Thanks, guys, for hanging in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, Corey, we still gotta record that. <laughs>